From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's new two-year state budget will include a 3% income tax cut, but the average Ohioan will get back just $50 per year. Kevin Landers talked more about the new law with Zach Schiller from Policy Matters Ohio. The Ohio legislature approved the tax cut because it wanted to make Ohio more competitive with the states that have no income tax. So here's how it breaks down. If you earn $50,000, you're getting $34 back from the state. $44 if you earn $60,000. And if you earn $100,000, you get $85 back. Those who earn under $25,000 pay no income tax, which the state says impacts about 115,000 Ohioans. By passing an income tax cut, Ohio is giving back $1.7 billion. Supporters say that's good government. Critics say that money should be supporting critical needs in the state. I think this is a really unfortunate and uh, wrong-headed move uh, by the General Assembly. Think of how much that could do for our public schools, for making our colleges more affordable. Lawmakers also eliminated the highest tax bracket for the wealthy. I'm Kevin Landers. Cleveland.com reports Ohioans making more than $221,000 per year would see a 17% state income tax cut. Nearly three years after his death and after two chances in the state legislature, Collins' law is about to become law. Olivia Eugenio spoke with Kathleen Wyant, who fought against the kind of hazing incidents that took her son. After passing both the House and the Senate, Collins' law just needs to be signed by the governor. Collins died in 2018 after a hazing incident at Ohio University. It doesn't really help in my healing. It does help in the fear of it happening to other students. I mean, this isn't the end all to hazing. We have a lot of work to do to eradicate hazing. While the law won't bring back Kathleen's son, she thinks it will spark legislation across the country so a part of Colin can live on. In Columbus, Olivia Eugenio. As part of the $75 billion biennium budget passed earlier this week, the Appalachian Children's Coalition will receive $2.5 million. Yolanda Harris has more on the group that formed at the start of the pandemic to give a voice to families in the region. They tell us that money will be used for training and keeping child mental health workers. Robin Burrow, Joe Burrow's mom, is on the board of that organization. She says access to resources is the biggest need. We really are excited to be able to help provide the funding to increase those providers, give them the education that they need, and then to also maintain and sustain them in the region for a longer period of time. They say this will help address the child-to-provider ratio. I'm Yolanda Harris. Authorities in central Ohio say they now know the name of the man found dead inside a bin at Alum Creek Lake north of Columbus on Monday. Angela Rygard reports. On Monday, a kayaker on Alum Creek Lake called for help after he came across a leg in a plastic bin. Crews pulled it to shore. Inside, they found a man's body. Deputies say fingerprints confirm it was 37-year-old Timothy Robert Markham. We're told an autopsy won't be finished for several weeks, but the Delaware County Sheriff's Office confirms initial findings show someone shot Markham. Reporting in Columbus, Angela Rygard. 
Governor Mike DeWine yesterday signed a bill that will give billions of dollars toward helping Ohio recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. Details from Andrew Kinsey. It invests $2.2 billion from the American Rescue Plan funding to local economic recovery efforts, improvements to Ohio's pediatric health care facilities, and improvements to water and sewer infrastructure. When we talked about this money coming in from the federal government, uh, we said that this is one-time money that should be spent in a one-time fashion. The bill also gives funding so the state can repay Ohio's loan to pay unemployment benefits during the pandemic. I'm Andrew Kinsey. An assistant prosecutor with the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office has been arrested on domestic violence and assault charges. Yolanda Harris reports. The defense attorney for Brian Sims confirms he was arrested Saturday. He pleaded not guilty to the charges. His attorney says a temporary protection order is in place and he can have no contact with the victim. He does say Sims is still employed with the county prosecutor's office at this time. Now we have reached out to Franklin County for comment, but so far have not heard back. I'm Yolanda Harris. A 37-year-old man and his 10-year-old son drowned Monday evening in a suburban Cleveland lake. ONN's Dave James reports. It happened at Cleveland Metro Park's Wallace Lake in Berea. The Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office identified the victims as Vinyamin Lazitsky and his son Luke. One other child was hospitalized in the incident. According to Cleveland Metro Park's Police Chief Catherine Dolan, the man and his six children were fishing at Wallace Lake then went into an area not designated for swimming. A GoFundMe page has been set up to support the Lazitsky family. Dave James, I went in news. Police in Akron will be more accountable following a decision made by City Council. Will Uick explains. The new bill, co-sponsored by City Council President Margot Somerville, requires police video to be uploaded online for the public to see within seven days of any altercation where force is used that results in a death or serious bodily injury. City Council has been reimagining public safety in Akron, really looking at things that we do well and things that we need to improve. The hope is that the law, which passed unanimously by City Council, will provide transparency and accountability in a timely fashion. She's hoping this law is just step one in transforming Akron into a better, safer community. I'm Will Uick. A police officer in a township that borders the city of Sandusky is off the job after allegedly using a stun gun on two high school students. Jeff Smith has the story. Perkins Township trustees voted to fire Tanya Corbin after an investigation into the incident. Police found Corbin used the stun gun during a self-defense training at Perkins High School and then lied about it. She claimed two students used it on themselves back in May. In a statement from Perkins Local Schools, a spokesperson wrote, the administration did a preliminary investigation, which was turned over to her employer, the Perkins Township Police. From there, the Perkins Police did its own investigation, end quote. I'm Jeff Smith. The lone Republican candidate seeking to become Cleveland's next mayor has withdrawn from the race after he failed to get the required number of signatures on his nominating petitions. Dave James reports. The Cuyahoga County Board of Elections confirmed Landry Simmons' exit from the race. That leaves seven candidates, all Democrats, who will face off in the primary on September 14th. The top two vote-getters will face off in the November 2nd general election. Simmons was unable to come up with the required 3,000 valid signatures needed to compete in the race to succeed Mayor Frank Jackson, who announced last month that he would not seek a fifth term. Dave James, I went in news. Birds in at least six states, including Ohio, are dying, and biologists don't know why. Carl Bachtel has more. The disease is hitting blue jays, starlings, and grackles hard. Mike Johnson is director of conservation for Summit Metro Parks. Crusted eyes, 
inability to fly, confusion, and eventually death. The Division of Wildlife wants people to take action by taking down feeders and cleaning them with a 10% bleach and water solution. If you're going to stop feeding birds, this is the time to do it because we're early in the summer and there's plenty of food resources all over the place, so the birds will be fine. In Akron, Carl Bachtel. And the Columbus Crew soccer team showed off its new $300 million downtown stadium yesterday and will host their first home game in it on Saturday night. Dave Holmes reports. The official ribbon-cutting ceremony at Lower Dotcom Field. The ownership group took part. Both Jimmy and Dee Haslam were here, plus the commissioner of Major League Soccer, Don Garber. This facility is incredible. The field is perfect. The food options are great. The locker rooms are amazing. All they need are fans. And the Crew can't wait for them to show up this weekend in the opener. I'm Dave Holmes. The crew hosts New England Revolution Saturday at 5 p.m. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 